1: Hey everyone, Seven Lamb just released the first episode of their new sci-fi show, Crystal Blue. Crystal Blue follows 15 military outcasts stationed in a small base on the outskirts of the galaxy. Each member is forced to work at the base as they serve their terms of punishment. But not long after the newbies arrive, a mysterious shuttle crash lands on the planet. Is this an accident or related to something else? Crystal Blue will be filled with drama, action, and suspense. So if you're looking for a new show, visit sevenlamb.com, Or search for Crystal Blue wherever you listen to podcasts. Seven Lamb Productions presents Tower 4. Season 2. Episode 2. The Supply Drop.
2: I never went back to sleep last night. Instead, I stayed up making notes of everything I could remember. The farther back, the easier. The cash boxes, the numbers, the eye carvings, the notes. But for some reason, I couldn't remember much of Jerry's conversation. Or the night prior. Why was that. But I did remember the mention of a bunker. Could it be real? Was it just a dream, Mike? You've had interesting dreams before. I thought about the peaceful feeling of floating above the clouds. No. No, it can't be. The problem was I was making notes before, and while they were gone, someone was in here. As I leaned back and rubbed my eyes, I caught a glimpse of the chipped board above me. That's right! But when I went to push the panel up, it didn't budge. What? It wouldn't move. This was the exact panel where I found the journal. Right? I tried other panels, but none moved. Fuck! Mikey, you copy? Copy. I'm okay. Good. I'm
3: glad. If I knew you were such a lightweight, I wouldn't have left you so much. Yeah. I'm kidding.
2: Right. No, I know.
3: Okay, well, how's your ankle? that feeling better, too?
2: I lifted my foot and tried twisting it slightly. Ah! A little. Do you think
3: you'll make your way out to the supply drop, or you want to wait another day or two?
2: I... I don't really know right now.
3: Okay, well, no rush. Like I said, Jean didn't seem too worried. So it is what it is. It's not like you're really low, right?
2: No. See? Hey, Amber. What were you doing at four in the morning? Um, what? What were you doing at four in the morning? I saw your light was on.
3: (sighs) Jeez, stalker. What were you doing? Watching me
2: all night? No, I, I woke up around then. Bad dream nightmares, and sorry to hear that. Same stuff as before? No. Not this time. Oh. So, what were you doing? Well, if you must
3: know, I was going to the bathroom. I, unlike you, cannot piss for my tower. <laughs> I mean, I can, but it's not easy. Oh. Satisfied?
2: Sorry, I just... I was curious.
3: Thought it was odd that we were both awake at the same time? Yeah. Well, maybe it means Or it could just be coincidence. Right. But I'm leaning more towards deep connection. Carl Jung, am I right? What? (laughs) I don't know. I mentioned coincidences a while back, and you said Carl Jung. I didn't understand the reference, and I still don't, but, uh, there you go.
2: (laughs) Carl Jung. The idea of meaningful coincidences. (sighs) I wish I could call Sarah right now. Maybe she would help keep me level-headed. Who am I kidding? She would just drag me down the rabbit hole further. It's a good thing I don't have a signal or Wi-Fi. Not that she would answer. We hadn't talked since the breakup. Hey, Mikey.
3: Any chance you want to talk about the bird? The bird? Yeah. The one you rescued as a kid? What's the story there? Why'd you bring that up all intoxicated?
2: Uh, I don't know.
3: Okay, okay. So you don't want to talk about it. What about your writing?
2: What about it? Anything new? Still have Raiders block? I stared at the computer, but there was nothing in my story opened. Just weird notes and ramblings. My thoughts of the past couple months in document form. I was so angry because I couldn't remember the numbers of that combo. And the document was gone. Everything was gone. This is all I had now. My memories, and even those weren't all there.
3: Earth to Mike.
2: I still didn't know who left the numbers. Could have been Jerry, or maybe it was someone else, or or maybe. Mike. Sorry, yeah. uh, Still with the writer's block.
3: you ever want to bounce ideas off me that was fun when we did it and didn't you say it helped
2: yeah yeah it did
3: well then just let me know
2: i went to the window facing her tower so we're good what do you mean weren't you mad at me before for ditching you you seemed a tad upset
3: i was but i was more upset because you didn't tell me why
2: i really don't know why still yeah Differently, huh? I guess. But you're not mad now? No. I mean, kinda, but...
3: No, it's fine. It is what it is. You said you got lost. I can't believe you don't remember that, but hey. I'm glad you're okay.
2: That's it? I guess, yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. What? I'm just... I'm glad you... Forgive me. Uh... for some reason that hit differently you don't want me to leave no
3: i told you mike i like talking to you i don't want you to leave
2: i'm glad you changed your mind oh
3: can you not do that
2: do what start acting all weird am i I went back to the table and looked down at my scribble of the eye with a line through it. I slowly traced the line with my finger. I should, but I won't. What the hell does that mean? Nothing. I never leave when I should. Why well, start now? Once again, above the clouds, floating, flying, then stuck again, attached to something below the clouds. I wasn't able to continue my ascent, no matter, because the bed wasn't floating anymore and the clouds slowly dissipated, revealing a wooded area before me, but not just any wooded area. I climbed out of bed and walked into the dark, foreboding woods. I knew this spot. I'd been here twice before, it was Site 5. I knew it because of the tree with the eye carving and the empty tents in the clearing. Something was here, hiding in the dark. I looked down at my young self, and my arms, my hands. I was scrawny and small. I wore baggy shorts, velcro tennis shoes, and a Transformers t-shirt.
0: Dad? Dad!
2: Dad? I was looking for him? Why? I felt a shadow looming over me. As I slowly turned, I saw nothing but darkness. But something was there, I could feel it. Several days had passed, but every night was a different experience. For some reason, last night I found myself in the woods calling for my dad again. How's the ankle? My whole body's finally starting to feel better. Not 100%, but better. But I'm sure after this long trek, my ankle will be throbbing, especially if I have to carry a bunch of food back.
0: It's not much.
3: Think you're close
2: now? I don't know. But how the hell would someone lug a bunch of stuff back to the tower from here? This is a hell of a walk.
3: Well, Yeah, I told you. Tower 4 has the worst of it, but also that's why they stock so much water and food before the season starts. You wouldn't be able to carry that much. These restocks are mainly to keep us at a comfortable level, food and supply wise. Luckily, you didn't need a lot, like me.
2: I don't even remember what I ordered.
3: Didn't you keep track?
2: Yeah, but it's been a while.
3: I have it all written down somewhere. There should be an
2: invoice, too. An invoice? No, no, I know what an invoice is, just surprised they type something up.
3: Well, it's actually not typed. Maria handwrites everything. Keeps it for the books to monitor spending.
2: But why do I need a copy?
3: So you can keep
2: track? Really?
3: Why do you have to question everything?
2: <laughs> sorry, sorry.
3: Luckily, you didn't order a lot, or you'd have a rough trip back, especially with your ankle.
2: Uh, tell me about it. The thing was, I probably should have waited another day or two and stayed off my ankle. But my mind wouldn't stop racing, and part of me was itching to get back to Site-5. Especially after my dream last night, so that's where I'd be heading. But I wasn't telling Amber... When I reached the field, I had a difficult time finding the supply drop. Amber, you copy? Go ahead. I don't see it.
3: Are you looking in the field?
2: That's why I'm calling you. Jean said it should
3: be there. I found mine.
2: She said it was supposed to be easy, but it took nearly half an hour before I found it on the southeast end. Not even in the field, but in the woods. Off, Mikey. Yeah, I got it. Good. But on approach, I noticed that the crate was open. What the hell? It was nearly empty. Only two packs of coffee were inside. Uh, Amber? Yeah? I may not remember everything I wrote down, but I know it was more than just coffee. It was. Well, that's all there is. Yeah, the thing was open.
3: There should have been a latch to make it raccoon-proof. Unless they busted it open. Is the latch or crate broken?
2: No. The crate was intact. The small parachute lay next to it, covered in leaves. I inspected the latch as well. small metal piece that needed to be twisted several times to open the top. Couldn't imagine a raccoon being able to figure it out.
3: Are you playing around?
2: No, I'm not. That's all there is.
3: No banana chips.
2: No banana chips.
3: Gene
2: and see what he says. Okay. I heard movement to my left, but saw nothing. Hmm. I grabbed the two packs of coffee and shoved them in my backpack, pushing my bow and arrows to the side. I decided to bring my protection, just in case. Again, I heard a noise in the woods. Hello? (sighs) Hello? As I walked back to the field, I noticed a track in the dirt and leaves, as if the crate was dragged into the woods. Raccoons didn't do that. While I waited to hear what Amber had to say, I left the box behind and made my way through the field and onto the trail towards Site 5.
3: Mikey, you copy? Go ahead. Gene says it must have been those pesky bandits. He says they'll schedule another drop soon.
2: Honestly, they don't have to worry about it. Don't they make another drop later in the season?
3: About another month and a half from now, yeah.
2: That's fine. I'm not even close to being low on anything.
3: What about the banana chips?
2: Uh, I got more coffee. I'm good.
3: Okay, well, I'll make sure to put double the order next time.
2: Just make sure I can carry it back.
3: (laughs) Well, hopefully your ankle will be healed by
2: then. Uh, Fingers crossed.
3: You heading back now?
2: Yeah, I am. But that was a lie as I continued my trek towards Site 5. Site-5 was barren. Not that that was a shock. I'm not even sure why I was here. I was just... drawn to it. (sighs) You wanted to leave, Mike, so why are you staying? I heard more movement behind me, but saw nothing. Hello? Each tree I walked by, I inspected. No carvings, no eye. Started to feel like the main protagonist of a King novel. My mind slowly deteriorating, yet I was drawn to the mystery. And maybe that was the problem. I took a seat on one of the large rocks in the center of the clearing. Why don't you just leave, Mike? Why stay here? There's nothing for you. You really don't need this job. You're not even working on your book right now. I heard movement. Hello? It was weird. There hadn't been any music over the radio. No whispers, no creatures. Everything now just came from my dreams. And each day I was able to remember a little bit more, slowly piecing things together. Except for that drunken night. That whole day was still very much a blur. Who's there? I walked toward the noise, checking each small bush as I passed, but nothing. And I thought about the bear and instantly stopped. Oh man, I forgot the bear spray again. <sighs> but if it was a bear, I would know. There was nothing. Nothing out here. But as I went to turn back, I heard a different type of crunch under my shoe. Not leaves or twigs. I lifted my foot to see several broken banana chips scattered about. Jerry? Jerry? Are you here? I didn't see him in this area. I knew that. Would he be over here, though? Who else could or would have opened the crate and taken everything? I was nervous. Cautious. I decided to take a chance. Jerry? I know it's you. You can have that stuff. You can have it. I don't need any of it. Jerry? But the woods were now silent. Hello? Damn it. Shit! The radio crackle scared me. I pulled it from my waistband about to turn it off. Mikey, you copy? Uh, go ahead.
3: Gene said they'll still send out another supply drop soon. I told him you didn't mind, but he said to just go ahead and head back and he'll take care of it.
2: I'm already heading back.
3: I know. I told him that. But he wanted me to make sure that you didn't worry about the crate.
2: Why would I worry? I said we could hold off till next drop.
3: Listen, I know. I relayed all the information. He just wanted me to let you know to go ahead and head back.
2: Why'd she keep saying it like that? I already told her I was heading back. There's no way she could tell I was lying.
3: He also said there's a nasty storm coming through. I think he wants to make sure you don't
2: get caught in it. Okay. Tell him thanks. Will do. I was about to clip the radio back to my waistband when I suddenly had an urge. I looked at the radio. ...then out into the woods. Huh. I gripped the radio tightly, spun around, and threw it as far as I could into the clearing behind me. I don't have the radio, Jerry! Jerry? Jerry! But again... ...nothing.
0: Come on...
2: But just as I turned around, I heard more movement. I looked back to see a man slowly emerge from some brush. He wore a gray hoodie and ripped jeans and stood about 20 yards away. Holy shit.
1: Tower 4, written and edited by Robert M. Lamb, starring Jack Austin as Mike, Gina Coyle as Amber, Brian Messick as Gene, co-starring Robert M. Lamb. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and Brett Wilkins at Facebook.com slash Wilkins Music FL. If you enjoy Tower 4, visit 7lamb.com for more podcasts such as this one. Also, don't forget to follow 7Lamb on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 7 Lamb Podcasts. This has been a 7Lamb Production.